Seven uh, twenty-one. We're joining now in the uh, studios by Northfield uh, Mayor Rhonda Pownell and City Administrator Ben Martig. Good morning. Good morning. How is everyone today? Great little traffic report for the morning uh, for you. It is slick on the roads. I can testify to uh, my way in. I was I haven't slipped slipped and slided like that in a while. And I noticed uh, across the street here, there's a little fender bender too. So oh, just boy. be careful out there if people haven't been out on the roads. You, you know, this morning I left and I was on the road pretty early today. I you know hit the road to come to work, which is all about four blocks, five blocks. But I forgot my phone at home, oh. so I, I I circled around the block and parked on a, a hill that oh, no. goes down. While I ran into the house, and I I thought I wonder if this is going to stop, and it didn't. I oh, had the no. car stopped in park, and it was just sliding down the hill. Oh no! <laughs> yeah. So yes. I had to climb the hill by foot after, <laughs> after getting to the bottom. Uh, but I got my phone. That's the good news. There you go. Well, last night we had a city council meeting. Oh, can't we just talk more about <laughs> the slippery roads? <laughs> this is fun. I'm about to do my first donut of the year. Uh-oh. I'm like, my boys would be really proud of me. Mom, go mom. Did you spin? Uh, yeah, just about. Just trying to crawl my way around a corner. So I disagree. Yes, be careful out there, folks. So anyway. Uh, Just morning fun, right? It's, ah, boy, it's one of those school days where I'm glad I don't have to sit in the classroom all day. (laughs) Let's move on to uh, the agenda or the uh, council meeting last night. Um, Well, first of all, you had a, uh, the Heritage Preservation Commission gave their annual report to you Mm -hmm. last night. Let's start off with that. What did they have to say? Yeah, so they... Uh, Reve Needham, our assistant city planner, was there on behalf of the HPC. There is an annual report that they need to give each year. And, uh, and so just really articulating the work that they've done over the past year. And I'm not sure. I think they might have to submit that to the state or something with regards to be able to keep our historic district status. I'm not sure. Uh, I might be talking just above myself here, but uh, it's just Our HPC has done such significant work over multiple generations, really uh, looking over and ensuring that our downtown or anything within the historic district is, it's maintaining its historical status, which is what Norfield is really known for. And so this is just really an update to the council on that. They approved a a preservation, a local heritage preservation site at 418 College Street. It's an A.W. Norton house. They improved a sixth certificate of appropriateness for the exterior alteration and demolitions, and just one demolition, and seven sign permits in the historic downtown uh, area. So just really important work on behalf of our community and really appreciate them being there. All right, let's move on to the uh, regular agenda. Um, uh, first of all, we, we, this is your first meeting since we uh, had the elections yeah. last week. So you did uh, approve the abstract of votes cast for our listeners. <laughs> what, what is approving the abstract of votes cast? Is that just like uh, saying uh, the elections were good? 
Yeah, that's right. It's kind of a procedural thing. I, yeah. you basically, you're accepting the results. The city clerk provides the information to the council. Then under state law, they basically the council is the local uh, elected political jurisdiction has to basically recognize those uh, votes cast and uh, basically as part of the process. And then they're submitted onto the state. And so um, mm-hmm. council basically accepted that report last night. And um, we did have some local uh, council elections. And so... Mm-hmm. Uh, Davin Sokup um, uh, was elected in as the council member at large, um, was a, a contested case with Thelma Estrada. Um, both have served on our, are currently serving on mm-hmm. our boards and commissions. And uh, Kathleen Holmes, uh, council member, Ward 1, uh, and then uh, Jessica Peterson-White uh, over Aaron Schindler. Uh, Jessica's are sitting on our city council currently. So uh, local elections, those were obviously the results that the council basically uh, recognized the, the votes that were cast. So you will have uh, two new city councilors uh, next year, and uh, I guess we'll see what uh, that brings to the council, but uh, mm-hmm. perhaps some, some new ideas and some new perspectives. Perhaps. Who knows? <laughs> you know, that's, uh, a, yeah. that's a really interesting point because I think one of the things that I've been advocating for is that when we go out and we do our plans, that we are doing an excellent job of getting the feedback and the input of the community as a whole so that every time uh, a new council gets elected, and that could happen again in 2024, right, that we have the base of our comprehensive plan. That is our 10-year plan where it really talks about where we're going. Um, And it's really important that when we are bringing new people on that we are asking them, are they going to stay on task with the adopted vision of the community? Because any time you come in, if you're constantly changing that vision, you're never going to arrive at your destination. And I think that really hurts all of us as a community. So I'm hoping new perspectives are really good, right? But as a whole, hopefully we've got the the buy-in of the community and we're headed in the right direction with our comprehensive plan, as well as the other plans that we've adopted as a city council. All right. Uh, you'll be considering, or last night, you considered the approval of a, a professional service agreement with Bar Engineering. And I find this kind of fascinating for uh, the Ames Mill uh, removal, do, for them doing a study on what uh, what yeah. the uh, repercussions of the Amesville are, the Ames Mill, uh, if it's taken out, what that, what that would be. Um, did, first of all, I, did you take action on that? Did you approve the, uh, the go-ahead with the study? Yeah, we did a, approve the uh, s- a study last evening uh, for for that uh, analysis that's done. The um, This is really kind of building off of our riverfront action plan for the city. And uh, one of the action pieces of the sequence related to the chart was looking at being able to activate the Cannon River for more uses, such as canoeing and ca- kayaking, paddling, and boarding. And so one thing that uh, that uh, they'll be looking at is the, the dam and whether or not they're uh, longer term, whether or not there's the ability to make it where you can navigate through the dam itself. And so part of that process is really looking at analyzing um, the dam in its current condition, what maintenance there might need with that, 
there there will be an option to take a look at just replacing the dam um, with the kind of what it is existing, and then there'd be two other scenarios that would look at uh, look at as well. So it could include things like converting it more to more like a natural kind of rapids and and uh, consideration with that as a possibility. One of the things that we know through the Riverfront Enhancement Committee, which I think they worked over probably it was like 18 months or so, yeah. probably mayor the mayor sat in on that. Um, they really identified that the ecological health uh, for the dam can really be damaging to the environment through, you know, the plants and fish and that kind of a thing and showing kind of how when they're replaced with something different that you really get to see the native fish come back and, and the river can kind of start to thrive again in, in those components with it. But BAR is going to be taking a look at it. It is owned by POST, um, and so we have been working closely with them and they're supportive of this as well. Um, so it'll be taking a look at that action and um and what results we might have i would say too that it is designated it's got a historical designation to it too with the significance of the ames mill dam or the ames mill excuse me um and there is a federal kind of process that we'll be going through as it relates to um the historical reviews so there'll be things like archaeological analysis and those kinds of things like we're doing with bridge square so we'll be using similar consultants with that uh, we're talking about, a, uh, once again, the, the possible removal of the Amesville Dam. This has been uh, kicked around quite a bit. You know, Malta Meal has uh, owned that for so many years before Post bought Malta Meal. They didn't really seem to be uh, too interested in even <laughs> discussing it. Uh, has the reception been a little bit warmer from uh, Post? Has anything been different? I know probably neither one of you are around back uh, in the days, but uh, uh, is, are they, do they seem pretty amenable to uh, discussions about this? Yes, uh, yeah, staff's working directly with them, um, so we've had meetings with them through the Riverfront Enhancement process, and then we'll be working much more closely with them on this one as well. So, yeah, we're working with their officials. Um, you know, they've got concerns as it relates to how the uh, Ames Mill also might be impacted with this. Um, that was identified in the last study that was done, too, that mm -hmm. taking a look at you know, how the river relates. Things, too, like the the preliminary flood analysis that we've done to have suggested that the water levels could go down a little bit but with the design um if you, with an alternative design if you do an alternative design though there is still a way to kind of hold the pooling and things so they they'll be looking at all those kinds of things how it might impact the river downstream and upstream as well as um, um the buildings in the area and like our our flood wall so those will all be kind of uh, in consideration with that there'll also be some visuals of of what what things would look like uh, as concept plans it would be uh, helpful to kind of see what it would look like looking forward to seeing the results on that when will they uh, be available any idea yet what their timeline is uh, i don't have the uh, current schedule at my fingertips and i'm not sure that we've got it completely uh, defined out but i think okay. we'll be ramping it up here and probably be uh, over the next six months, I would mm -hmm. assume we'll be working on this. Okay. Uh, once again, uh, City Administrator Ben Martig with us, along with uh, Northfield Mayor Rhonda Pownell. Let's move on to uh, Parks and Rec. We've talked about that, and you've you've talked about that a couple of times when we've been in before. The Northfield has uh, uh, been uh, what some people believe is radically underfunding our Parks and Rec yeah. department. Uh, you... Uh, Discuss that uh, a bit last night. Tell us what the discussion was about, uh, what the focus was. Mm -hmm. Yeah, sure. So th this has been a really significant undertaking over several months now where we have been not only uh, doing some comparison and analysis with other communities out there and around the state, 
but also getting the feedback and the input of the people that are utilizing our park system. And our park system can be everything from Lashbrook Park, which is more of a passive, peaceful park, to like Seckler or Spring Creek, where they're hosting tournaments within the community, or or our downtown Riverwalk area, which is a major um, area in which we host large events like DJJD and Vintage Band Festival. So really just taking the time to talk with folks out there and to see what are their expectations about our parks. Are they meeting the needs of our community? And 10 years out, will they still be meeting our needs? Um, I, I think it's been, we saw a significant amount of people that were engaged in that process. There were QR codes that were placed out in the, the neighborhood parks around the community. And a lot of people gave their, their feedback and input. Over 400 like uh, written comments, over 900 responses to the survey. Um, it was just a really, just really appreciated people taking the time to give their feedback and their input on it. Obviously, our park system has been underfunded for over a decade now, and I think it's just an opportune time uh, to really look at how do we move forward and uh, bring forward a a park system, bring it into the 21st century so that it's meeting the needs of the community. So you've got the survey. Uh, How do you go about meeting the needs of the survey of the people from from this standpoint? What's the next stage and what are Mm -hmm. the next stages as you go through this process? So I I would say... uh, (laughs) I said the same thing. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, uh, that'll be a challenging part. So we're looking at about $10 million in just the maintenance side of things and all of the improvements. So the prioritization they did talk about or did get some feedback on some of that. Um, So things like year-round recreation were identified. Riverfront amenities got a high-ranking uh, more paved uh, trails are are supportive, and then restroom facilities, uh, and then last of all, um, improving natural areas. So those are some of the some top kind of areas that there was um, interest in. We did see there was a community, a pretty strong community sport, I think, related to maintenance and rehabilitation. Um, over fifty two percent, based on what they had, were supportive of that. Um, and then on the new improvements that we looked at as well. Um, still pretty strong support there, but I think there's also a good chunk with those with reservations, and I think that's important, too, to your question that you just answered is, okay, this, these are a lot mm-hmm. of projects still, and the, there's the funding side of it. What's what's the cost impact of this? Um, were there different ways we can fund it? And that's where I think it gets into uh, future steps about coming back and, and looking at those and then putting numbers to, okay, how, how are the different ways to fund it? And so I know the the report and identifying where the interest is on supporting the um, priorities doesn't necessarily get into those details about, okay, now how do we fund it? So I think the one of the first things is probably just finalizing the survey results and rankings. It will go back to the Parks Board for discussion and then the council in the new year in January. So probably be accepting the results, which is usually a common practice with the council to kind of mm-hmm. accept the reports they receive. Um, and then what, I guess, I think we'll have some probably work sessions and figuring out what's next steps with that on, mm-hmm. on putting it together. But, um, but the, the actual analysis will be wrapping up here uh, in early in the new year. All right. Uh, that was it for the regular agenda. Anything else you'd like to bring up while we have you in here? I don't think so. <laughs> well, thank you so much for coming in. Yeah, Always a thank pleasure. You. Be careful as you go out and about. Yes. And we'll see you uh, next week. Thanks, All right. Jeff. Thanks, Jeff.
Northfield Mayor Rhonda Pownell, City Administrator Ben Martig. You're listening to 95.1 The One. We've got uh, Tim coming in. News with a side of sports in just a few minutes.